Welcome back to Hold the Line, the sports gambling podcast for degenerates. I'm your host, Frank the Bank, and I'm here with my man, Hawk. Say what's up, Hawk. Hey, what's up? How are we doing? And we are back from a mini break that we took in the month of July uh, with the dog days of summer. You know, we had some other stuff going on. I was traveling and there wasn't a ton uh, to cover, but we are back now with a very exciting episode covering the English Premier League. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, English football for all of you football fans out there. And we have a special guest today, our soccer expert, Yapo. Say what's up, Yapo. Hey, guys. You ready to hear about these lads in England? I, I love me some lads. I'm a big fan of the lads. <laughs> we all love some lads, right? Well, we're going to be talking lads all night. It's going to be A bunch of mad lads here. So, yeah, we're going to get into it with the Premier League. And here's the thing that I love about Hold the Line is... Even when the hosts aren't experts on something, we leave no sport behind and we bring in the experts. Uh, we don't know a ton about Premier League. Oh, God, I have no idea who's a powerhouse in the Premier League. Not one. <laughs> but much like True with golf and much like Gooey with NHL, we have experts on our side that we bring in for you, the audience, to become uh, well-versed enough to gamble on these sports. Uh, so that's what we're doing today with Yapo. And we're going to have Yapo take the lead. I played, I played soccer in high school. What position? Hey, that, that's a great start. Yeah, I'm a defender. Uh, played my freshman, sophomore year, and then I hung him up. You know, I, I, I retired. I said, you know, can't give the fans all like what they want. It's kind of like Megatron a little bit. Just one of those careers that was just <laughs> too short. You wanted to see. I was at my prime. Put it that way. But I was like, yeah, I just I can't do it. Just didn't feel it. So I was a keeper back in my youth soccer days. Oh, nice. And then I got introduced to American football, which is not English football. And it was a beautiful story from then on out. Uh played running back back in the day but we're not here to reminisce about high school football we're here to talk english premier league so yapo give us the rundown for somebody who's a degenerate gambler that doesn't know a ton about english premier league where do we start who are the top 10 teams what are some of the odds what uh things do you look at what things do you bet on where can we go from here give us the facts. All right, boys, let's let's talk football. Let's talk European English Premier League football, okay? Now, there's a lot of ways to bet on the Premier League. Um, I, historically, have won my most money doing parlays every Saturday and Sunday morning like a degenerate. It's a great way to wake up uh, and throw all your money away or make a bunch of money and start your day off or your weekend off right. So, And I can verify that. I'm in a group chat with Yapo and True and our other friend, the big polar bear. And every Saturday, uh, get Saturday morning, start the day off with a parlay from Yapo. And usually, at, by the end of the day, he's sending us a picture with the updated bank account with all his winnings. I'm I'm locked in, dude. Right, right when he said that, parlay's off the rip. I was like, I'm in, hundred percent, all all ears. 
Oh man, it's the best way to do it. Now, betting on soccer, it's a little bit different in the fact that there's an option of having a draw or a tie, if you will. And so you really have to know your stuff in order to get these parlays right because the three options can make it very tricky. However, the payouts can be very nice um, due to the three options and the odds that are against you. Uh, other ways to bet are every game in the Premier League has specials, and that's where I make a lot of money. Uh, specials that I enjoy are uh, if teams get three corners each half. So yes, I'll be sitting there watching a game, drinking a beer, and counting the corners of each team like a degenerate, and it's beautiful. And the cool thing is if you have all the lads, all your boys doing the same thing, corner kicks become as fun as goals. So that's another way to do it. But I'm not here to talk about corner kicks. I'm here to tell you who you should be betting on uh, this year in the Premier League. And we're going to start with the winners, right? Who's going to win this season? Uh, that's going to be one of your top futures uh, that you're going to bet on in any of your sports books. Uh, so the way we're going to do this is I'm going to discuss the potential top 10 teams. And we're going to talk about the things they did right this offseason, the things they did wrong, and why this team has a chance to either win the Premier League or falter like the rest of the 19 teams below them. Sound good, Frank? Sound good, Hawk? Yeah, all that sounds great. And I just want to take a second, and I know that, that you know this, and I know that Hawk knows this, but I want to put this out there for our listeners. With the English Premier League, it's different from any American league uh, because there's relegation that happens. And with relegation, if you aren't good enough, so if you're one of the bottom three teams of the league, you actually get kicked out of the league. Your spot is not right. guaranteed. So like, for instance, if you were the Cleveland Browns of the last 20 years, you would be relegated down to about middle school status uh, because <laughs> you would drop every year right. that you're in the bottom so three of the league. The way that's formatted in England is you have the Premier League or the Premiership, which is the top league, okay? That's your that's your NFL, all right? That's your Division One. Below that is a league called the Championship, which is really a peculiar name for Americans because that does not mean the same thing in our version of English. But it's called the Championship. It's their second league. Then you have League One, League Two, League Three, etc., so on and so forth. I've heard about this shit. Yes. Those it, are very creative names. Right, <laughs> but not put a lot. I've heard about it. this shit. This is what makes this exciting. It is I, every uh, year I hear about this, and so the last day of the regular season is very intense for the teams that sucked all year. And last year it came down to the last game, uh, and one goal that decided that Leeds would not be relegated. Uh, they will be playing in the Premiership this year. It was very exciting. The bar went crazy. You had to be there. There were Guinnesses uh, drank and and tears of joy from the Leeds fans. It was really cool to watch. Is there another name for Leeds? Is Burnley the same team? So Burnley's a different club, uh, and yeah. Burnley so got relegated. They, yeah, they got relegated. I right. love that word too. It sounds so <laughs> fucking just like you getting fucking relegated. Oh, I was I was one year off. Uh, I was looking at the uh, twenty twenty one season, not last. Hilarious. Season. I think this is fucking... They should do this in the NFL. They should do this in every sports league 
across the globe. Just imagine minor league teams from baseball coming up and playing in the MLB. Fucking hilarious. Like, two, your worst teams in MLB going down for one year. Like the Lake Erie captains? Oh, right, it'd be right. fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's the joy of soccer is that uh, you can be a small club and make a few good moves, have a few good runs, and make it to the premiership and make millions of dollars. It's, it's really, really exciting. Um, if you look at it from a... From that point of view. Anyways, let's let's tell these guys who to who to pick here. All right, we're gonna look at the top ten teams. Now, I'm gonna start with who I think and who the sports books generally think will come in tenth, and that is the Leicester City Foxes. All right, a lot of Americans might know this team because I believe it was 2016 they actually won the Premiership, and they were like 50,000 to one odds. It was crazy. And I'm exaggerating that number. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, they had really no reason to be the top of the table, and they got it done. And they got it done on the back of a man named Jamie Vardy. And Jamie Vardy has become a legend in England. He's one of the best players on their national team. And he's the best player for Leicester City, and he's going to be there again this year. Unfortunately, Jamie is one year older. And age does have a factor. Soccer players are a lot like running backs. Their shelf life isn't that long. So we'll see if Jamie can pull it off this year. Uh, last year, they were eighth. This year, I see them at 10th. And uh, the sports book that I'm looking at, which I'm using Bovada, uh, has them at uh, 35,000 to one. So that's Leicester City Foxes. Any questions about them, boys? And those odds are to win the championship, correct? To win the championship. Yep, exactly. 35,000 35, or 3,500? 35,000. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So one question about them, and I have like a transfers uh, portal uh, pulled up. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm in college right now, but they didn't sign anybody in the offseason. Is that correct? They did jack shit. They did nothing. Uh, matter of fact, they did nothing. All their players got older. It's not looking good. And this this happens sometimes. See, Leicester spends like a mid-tier team. And that's team. why we're picking them to win. <laughs> it's not looking good. And that's why we're picking them to win. I don't think we're picking them to win. Uh, one positive for the Foxes is they have, a name, they have a man named James Madison. And old James Madison really did well last year at the end of the year. And I think he's going to repeat that and become uh, maybe not a star, but a, a top-tier player in the league. So he's young. He has the chance to do that. So we'll see if he gets it done. For a second, I thought you were just going to say, one thing about the Foxes is they have a name. And I was like, what? Oh, well, uh, let me... And then you changed it to a man name. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> they also have a name. And, yeah, and actually, uh, you will hear them called Foxes as much as you hear them called Leicester City, which is rare for a Premier League team. Uh, most teams are not known by their nickname. They're known by, obviously, their club name, which are different things. Um, not every club has a nickname, um, and none of them are official. They're all just what the supporters, which is the fans, call them. I bet when the song What Does the Fox Say came out, that team was lit and their fans were hyped. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that would have been what, like I'm, 2000? I'm looking, I'm looking at... Oh, what would that be? 11, 12? What does the Fox say? Something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at a team though on here, at number ten. I think they are um, the Wolves. 
Yeah. So they just don't they just don't go with the city. They just go with mascot. Well, so they're... Wolves is the most unique of all the team names. They're actually called the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, but they um, go by Wolves. Like it's gotcha. it's unofficial, but it's like what they're listed as. It's very it's, strange. It's on, yeah, it's it's on the fucking website. It seems pretty fucking official to yeah, me. Yeah, right. Jesus. Isn't that, doesn't that seem very official? Right. <laughs> but officially, they're the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Damn. It's, huh. it's really silly. It's a cultural thing that we cannot relate to at all. If you click on it, it goes, changes to Wolverhampton. Yeah. Huh. Look at that. Yeah. God, these guys are just confusing. Let's move on. We're definitely not picking Leicester City. We're not picking Leicester City. But they're in the mix uh, for top 10 teams. In my mind, coming in at number nine is Aston Villa, uh, also known as the Villains, which is a great unofficial nickname. They're at 35,001 as well. Uh, the boys in Birmingham last year came in 14th. I have them coming in ninth this year. Uh, they have Ollie Watkins back in action. He was... Uh, a great goal scorer for them last year, and he's a little older this year, which is good because he was he's young. They have Danny Ings coming back, and they have Gwendia coming back. And, uh, you know, Aston Villa, that's uh, Prince William's favorite team. So having the Prince behind you, I think, goes a long way. Boys uh, from Birmingham in number nine. They brought in a few Brazilians to fill out that roster. Yeah, that can't hurt, right? When you're bringing in uh, Coutinho from Barcelona and Diego Carlos from Sevilla, you're going to do better, period. And they need to, because last year was kind of embarrassing. Aston Villa should always be a top 10 team. Yeah, and looking at the transaction wire, they're also losing a middle fielder to Chelsea for 20 million euro. Yeah, uh, that was actually a, a fairly minor uh, move, but they did. I think Chelsea kind of overpaid, to be honest. Well, when you're Chelsea, you can overpay. You can do that. Yeah, they literally can do that. There is, you know, the English Premier League, and if you're new to it, uh, there are six teams that really run the league and have a chance of winning, and we'll talk about those six. Um, and Chelsea's one of them, and they have the money to throw around at players if they want to. Keep moving. Uh, number eight, we have West Ham United. I know that. Uh, the Hammers. I didn't know that. The Hammers are the exciting because the Hammers are very much like the Cleveland Browns. Oh, sign me up. Of the English I'm, I'm placing a bet right now. Let's go. They <laughs> they have an amazing fan base. Uh, their most notable fan is Russell Brand. He has their logo tattooed on him, actually. Uh, the Hammers are a very blue-collar-based team in London, and they historically have always underperformed. Now, obviously, they've had years where they've shown some glory, but uh, never to the point of winning a championship. And this year, they're not going to win one either. But they still have Jared Bowen. They still have Antonio, uh, the Jamaican, who is very old now. And they just signed uh, who I think is the best signing of the offseason, uh, the man from Italy, uh, Gianluca Samaccia. He's 23 years old. Yeah, he sounds good. Dude, the guy, not only is he uh, an absolute stud on the field at 23, but he looks like a stud. He's got that David Beckham look to him. He looks like he should be a star soccer player, right? And I think that goes a long way. I don't know. So 35.5 million euro. It looks like he fucks. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he fucks. That neck tag. Yeah, he fucks. Dude, yeah. that guy yeah. gets late. Let's just call it as it is. Yeah, he's not. He's a lot of Italian birds are in his bed. Um 
So Gianluca is going to come in. He's not starting to start off with. Uh, they're going to have Mikel Antonio at that forward position. But eventually he'll work his way into this starting 11. And I think he'll end up being a, a stud for these guys in years to come. Anyways, that's West Ham United. I have them at eighth. Boys, you have anything to say about them? I, 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 they got my whole support, though. The guy that fucks and the Browns. Let's go. Right. That's all I needed to hear. Let's go. They're sitting there at plus 20,000. Do you see any value in throwing down a unit on them just as a flyer to win the championship? No. Uh, Shit. I don't. <laughs> but they're nicknamed the Hammers, too. And Guy that fucks, nicknamed logo, the Hammers. They have great jerseys. I mean, they're, they they're got jerseys, Russell Brand behind them. Right. They're, How can he not like these guys? Oh, boys, sign if me I up. wasn't an Arsenal fan, which I picked in, like, you know, 1998, uh, this is the team I would root for. I always root for the Hammers secretly. They are a special group of fellas. All right, let's keep it moving. Newcastle United, number seven. Newcastle made a lot of cool moves this offseason. My favorite move is they uh, had a transfer for Nick Pope. Pope has been a good goalie uh, the last couple years for Burnley. Obviously, they got relegated, which doesn't say much for his goalieing, but he has he's objectively good. And, like, when you play fantasy, he's one of the goalies that can be a sleeper that always does well. And now he's playing for a team that's actually competent, like Newcastle. Wait, uh, back it mag- up. We're not just going to breeze over that real quick. Hold up. There's right. fantasy soccer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. What There's the two f- versions of it, even. Every single year. Uh, every year. And I've, you know, I'm on a three-year winning streak. Um, hopefully, I can get my fourth title. Um, but there's two ways of, of playing fantasy soccer. And maybe this is for a different pod, but... I don't think we're going to talk about soccer very often, so I'll do it right now. Uh, the <laughs> the first way is um, you have a draft like a fantasy football league and, and you play head-to-head games. Uh, the other way is you pick your starting 11 um, using a salary cap and you hope they do well and you play against pretty much everyone in the world on the English Premier League website and they give out different uh monetary rewards and trophies and stuff if you do well that and sounds like better. that sounds like DraftKings a little bit yeah actually I think you nailed that Hawk yeah it's okay. very DraftKings and you can even play on DraftKings there's DraftKings uh EPL and FanDuel EPL I did do that one time because I was at a bar and there was a game <laughs> going on for MLS I was like Oh, this is about to start? I pull up DraftKings. I made a lineup. I didn't win, but... And because he's a degenerate. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but. definitely. Well, anyways, back to Newcastle. The Magpies, as they're called. Oh, my uh, gosh. Have, the Magpies? Really? Isn't that a terrible name? The Magpies? Oh, man. What is a Magpie? I'm looking at You know, that. yeah, look that up, because... Please look that up, Pac. Newcastle... I mean, it uh, literally sounds like what you would call taking a steamer on your girlfriend. Yeah. It doesn't hit the Magpies. <laughs> Uh, I call them the zebras because they wear black and white striped uh, kits, which I've always appreciated. They look very cool. And they have some great players uh, that are young and fun, like Callum Wilson, St. Maximine, Joel Enten. Uh, and they added Karrion Trippier, Matt Target, and Bruno Gundamarez, uh here during the last transfer window, which were massive moves for them and that's why they have moved up so much in my mind as a quick aside here's your fun fact of the day uh magpies or known as the eurasian magpie 
is thought to rank among the world's most intelligent creatures. It's one of the few non-mammal species that's actually able to recognize itself in a mirror. And actually, they're very pretty birds. It looks like a a little bit bigger than a finch. It looks like a robin. That's the size of it. You know, blue jay robin size. So for it to be the one of the most intelligent species in the world, it's in the crow family, which makes sense. Okay, crows crow. Are, it looks. Oh, look at the face, dude! It looks like a crow. It, okay, it, it's a crow head on top of it's like a, a white and blue body. It's almost like black. the Ravens, then you know, Baltimore Ravens. It's you know, <laughs> it's Newcastle Magpie. It's the yeah, same no, thing. that makes sense. Checks out definitely. Uh, it's weird because they don't even have a magpie on their crest, from what I know. Uh, I believe they have seahorses, so that's weird, too. Yeah, it's the size of a crow. I just found a picture. Size of a crow. Uh, I'm going to pull up their crest. Uh, yeah, see if they have a magpie on it. I'm not even sure. It, it is two horses uh, on the side. It's like two sewer. They don't even have, but it's like a mermaid horse. Yeah, yeah they're seahorses. It's a seahorse. Yeah. It's a... It's a horse head with like with like the f- two front legs god these like, motherfuckers literally like um <laughs> like webbed like horse hooks and then there's also a lion inside of like the what would be like the, the castle in yeah chess, uh holding a flag it is a just a dis- just look it up it's out a, there it's yeah a disaster of a logo it really and is. then they decided on a fucking bird yeah, that's it's a wild these, ride there in Newcastle. These, I mean, these blokes, these blokes in, over there. In their defense, uh, Newcastle is known to be a huge drinking town, so I'm guessing they were just super wasted when they created this. Their kits literally look like what an NFL umpire would wear on the sideline. Kits, good job, nice. That's a good yeah, English good word. Good call, Frank. Good English word. Kits. I didn't hear what you said about the the kits, Frank. Say it again. I just said that they're literally like what an NFL umpire or referee would wear, you know, like yeah. a line Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like zebras. Exactly. God, they were fucking hammered. Anyways, that's number seven. Enough of Newcastle United. Let's move on to number six. And this is a team that I hope everyone listening has at least heard of. Uh, Manchester United Football Club. You guys know these guys, the Red Devils? I didn't know they were the Red Devils. I'm yeah. learning so much. And this is why I love the Hold the Line podcast. Because... Anybody, no matter who you are, if you just listen to this podcast, you're going to walk away with an understanding of the English Premier League enough where you will feel like you can bet on some of the teams, you can watch the sport, and it becomes approachable. And that's really why I love this podcast. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's why we're doing it, right? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to go to a Hammers game, dude. I can't wait. I love that you love the Hammers so much. Uh, last year, Manchester United underperformed. They were number six, uh, falling from the year previous, where I believe they were number two. Um, they made a lot of moves, uh, and one of them is they brought in Ronaldo last year. And Ronaldo, you know, they brought him in halfway through the season, and he played very well. He almost uh, made the top of the scorers table, which was big. Um, but he, in the off season, asked to leave the team. Not because he doesn't love Man U. He loves Man U. Man U and him have a, a huge history together. Uh, he asked to leave because they are not up for the Champions League trophy. They did not uh, end up in the top four of the Premiership. And they are now playing 
in the Europa League again, which they just lost the Europa League championship to Villarreal. That was rough for them. Got my head hurt. And now I have to explain what this means yeah. because I feel like everyone's lost. I'm so All fucking right. lost. Please explain. So here's here's some new news. All right. When you're in the Premier League and you end up in the top four teams, you get invited to join the UEFA, which is the governing body of European soccer, Champions League round-robin tournament. Okay? Okay. If you win the Champions League, you are considered the best team in Europe, which pretty much means you're the best team in the world. Uh, it's very similar to winning the and Super Bowl. And that's what me, you, and Blake watched in Cincinnati, correct? Exactly what we watched uh, in Cincinnati this year, and we watched in Indy the year before. Right. And so what that means is during a soccer season, these guys aren't just playing regular season games. They're playing regular season games. They're playing Champions League games, which means they're playing all over the continent of Europe. They're playing in the FA Cup which is a random-ass tournament that's kind of like March Madness, where any team... Oh, and they do that right in the middle of the season, right? Oh, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I've heard of that. Okay. And then there's also a very similar cup to the FA Cup called the Carabao Cup. And the Carabao Cup um, is just less of importance, but you still have a, a monetary payout at the end of the day, so you want to win. And that's what all these have. You see, each one of these clubs needs money to pay for their players and for transfer fees because the way trades and transactions work are much different than our domestic leagues here. Uh, in order to get a player, you have to pay the team for that player. So the money that you're seeing on that transfer list, guys, that's not how much that player is making. That's how much the team gave the other team for them. Teams don't have to divulge how much they're paying players. Some do, but you don't have to do it. That's a that's a private thing. These are private clubs. Well, that just blew my mind because you've got players like Lissandro Martinez, who uh, Manchester used 46.5 million euro just yeah. to get yeah. the player, not even to sign the player. That's exactly right. That's inter- interesting. Um, this is why I give up. Like after I think about it for a little bit, and I'm just like, I'm gonna go back to America, just because I just don't know. If I lived over there, I get it. But did you really? Where'd you live, Hawk? No, no. If if I would live over there, I would. Oh, I'd probably, oh, I'd probably pick okay. it up. I probably would. But this is just. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I mean, there's drinking and gambling involved. I think it's uh, something. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna try. Fun. I'm gonna still try. Yeah, we're gonna try this. Like this is. I'm I'm into it now. Oh, I'm so into it. Well, back to Man U, uh, they did pay that much money to Ajax, which is a, the top Dutch team, for the rights to Lissandro Martinez, which was huge. He's a young guy, and he's going to be a star, and uh, he might be the centerpiece of their defense for years to come. Um, unfortunately, they didn't make any other I would have definitely really... pronounced that Ajax. Sorry, Frank, what? I just said I would have definitely pronounced that Ajax. Yeah, the cleaning. Ajax cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, you can Americanize it, call it Ajax if you want, but it is Ajax. Fucking wanker. I'll tell you you're wrong. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, the only other move they made that was significant is they brought on Christian Eriksen from Brentford. Uh, If you remember or if you've heard Christian Eriksen, he was the guy that during uh, the Euros um, passed out on the field and uh, almost died from a heart attack. Um, He's... 
the, he was the best player for the Danish squad during that game, and it was really tra like traumatic and tragic to watch. Luckily, he survived. He played a full season in Brentford last year, did well, and he got rewarded by getting signed by one of the top six teams. So good for Christian. We're glad he's okay. So why is he free? I know I'm going off topic here. Why was here. Christian Eriksen free? Yeah, I'm going off topic a little uh, bit. Yeah, uh, so players are free for a multitude of reasons. Um, none of them are worth really getting into other than uh, Brentford didn't want to pay his salary anymore, and there were probably some negotiations behind the scenes. That, oh, that makes so much so sense. He would be a free transfer. Okay, yeah. that, may, that, that cleared that up. Thank you. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So right now, Manchester United is sitting at plus 3,500. Based on this conversation that we've been having, it doesn't really sound like they have a legit shot to win this year. Is that correct? They don't. Uh, what I would say is, if Cristiano Ronaldo plays like Cristiano, nah, easy for me to say, Cristiano Ronaldo of the past, they have a chance to be in the top four. Uh, but most likely... He will not, because he is, I believe, 37 years old now. And Man U did not put enough around him and adapt to his style of play, I believe, to make it into that top four. That's why we have them at six. And so he, they did not deal him, even though he wanted out? Like He's still playing with them, I guess? Yeah, yeah. That's he's weird. still playing. Yeah. He played... He played one friendly with them uh, last week. That was a disaster. Uh, he actually left the field early. Um, they then said he left for a family emergency. So hopefully, we think we hope that all things are fine with them and Ronaldo. But he's he doesn't want to be there. He knows his legacy uh, is up for grabs right now. He wants to be the greatest player ever, and right now Messi would be considered that if you look at all their trophies. And soccer is about acquiring trophies. Because there are so many trophies throughout the year, that's what determines who the greatest players are at the end of the day. Hey there, Degenerates. This has been an incredible episode about the Premier League thus far. But to do this conversation, it's due diligence. I am cutting the episode here, and I'm going to have a part two where we continue this conversation. Uh, in part one, we got a wonderful rundown of what the EPL is and ways to bet from Yepo. We had a great conversation about how relegations work and the structure of the league and how you can get relegated to go down and get promoted to go up. And uh, we started off our conversation about the top 10 teams. So we covered... 10 through 6 in this podcast. In part 2, we are going to go over the remaining teams, 5 through 1, and talk a little bit about some other things you can bet with individual players, top scorers, teams getting promoted, teams getting relegated. So look out for that pod to drop uh, within the week. The first game of the EPL is Friday the 5th, so we're going to try and get part 2 out before Friday. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the pod if you already haven't, leave us a five-star review, and of course, we love you. Mwah.